fifty dollars, can we buy it? So yeah. why are you gonna start on a political rant? Like we could have done you, you knew what done, I know, absolutely, but like you could have done fuck free will, everything's an illusion. You weren't talking you were about like, free will, you were let's talking about focus politics. on buying Greenland. So. <laughs> Welcome to the Dresden Files Podcast, only Dresden Files Podcast, which Talks about free will, I guess. Where the free will is made up and the posts don't matter. That's not for sure, though. Because it's not. Like, there's more than one Dresden Files podcast now. They might talk about free will. They're all not on the Broken Jars oh, Network. There oh. isn't. Yeah. The only, the only one with EG's smiling face. Yeah, in case you've forgotten, that grating voice you're hearing is Ben, who's back after 58 <laughs> episodes away. <laughs> Yeah, math checks out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I had to take off my shoes so I could use my toes to count. Totally. So. So mm. apparently today we're talking about free will because none of you actually have it out there. Whoever's listening to this, you don't have free will. Right. Quantum foam, man. You can blame it all on quantum state superimposed in the galactic background noise. So because that's why you're here. I have no idea. It just it sounded good. Well, but because you okay. don't have free will, you need to spend your money on us. So Yeah. Okay. I like that. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Go to Patreon, give us money so that we can continue with high quality content and mm-hmm. Ben can get a shave because <laughs> he really needs one. Mm-hmm. All right, we're we're gonna argue about free will, but do we want to talk about news and maybe free will inside the news? Yeah, there was a chapter for peace talks, so anybody two, I think. Yeah, since oh yeah, since we've been on, there's two. They're doing up to I think they're doing four, right? Total, the first four chapters. Pretty sure. So next week will be chapter four, probably, and then you'll finally get the book in a couple weeks. And um, yeah, we're like twenty five days out or something. Yeah, we will be doing a prediction episode, but we'll be doing it on the 18th, and the book comes out on the 14th to give people time to catch up. Yes, and including and us. Some of us actually like to take our time and enjoy things that have taken five years to come out rather than speeding through them. Exactly. So we it have takes plans. Me more than five hours. So, EG, are you really Eldest Gruff, or are you the gatekeeper? You missed it. You You've missed the episode the when I was saying everyone is Rashid. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. That was last episode. Also, oh, there's a pretty episode. clear height disparity on that one. So no, that doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Right. Because nobody's ever, you know, transmortified their body before. So that's listens to Wynn's job. So he could be me. But, well, since he's also Rashid, don't you think it's within his oh, wheelhouse to be able to do I don't something? think that because I'm not <laughs> insane like the people who breathe above sea level. Oh, and the Dressing Files Cooperative Card Game. Dressing Files Cooperative Card Game. Dressing Files Cooperative Card Game. It's on yeah. Switch now. It's yeah. been so on Switch want... for like six weeks. Oh, dang it. Dude, you're late. <laughs> dang it. Well, but, what happened when you don't show up to work? Did we bring it up on the show before? I think so. I don't know. Because oh. this is news to me. Oh. <laughs> I'm on the show. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> well, maybe you should pay attention to the news. I also don't have a Switch, so it's probable that I knew and it was just like, whoop, that goes out. Don't have room for that bullshit. There was probably something with jewelry again, too. Hey, uh, wait a second. Um, Two more episodes. Two more episodes. And then the book. Yeah. And then, like, you know, a couple months from that. Unless unless you've already read it. (laughs) Why do you got to bring that up? We don't know anybody who has read that book. So. Mm. This is this is gonna be like having a podcast in a minefield. Like every Nothing. comment, every speculation. So Andreas, about free will. No. Mm. No, Tell free us. will doesn't count. It's easy. You don't have it at the end. Yeah. Well, what is free will then? What what don't we have? You are a result of your terms. situations yeah, and you all of the situations going back will. into Everything infinity. Is deterministic. So did somebody get to make a choice initially or did that evaporate over time or has it never been? And you've it's never been, been because your brain chemistry is still a result of all of the situations leading up to you. Well, once upon a time, you yeah, weren't even we're smart not... enough to consider whether or not you had free will because you were just doing things. But even your thoughts could be just a deterministic action of all of the atoms and molecules and your genetics and your like, hormones and all sorts of shit that you cannot control. I mean, the closest I know to it is I like cannot control a... all of my thoughts in my hormones. It so. hasn't showed. We've, so, we've never noticed that. We don't, we don't really have 
or at least not a strong indication of any kind of genetic memory like that. So that's why being raised by wolves and, you know, locked in a room and shit like that is so detrimental. So mm. you could still be a product of your environment seems pretty likely, but you know, not of all the choices that have ever been made. I mean, unless somebody oh, had a as choice. Humans to have, have evolved, you certainly and... do. There's a reason everybody in the world like winces when a baby cries because it's already in your genetic code to react to that. Okay. I'm just saying like, it's not the entire sum of the experience. So no, but it's there. And so if it's there, it's a factor. So all of the like biochemistry that you respond to, I mean, you did not choose who you were born to when you were born or any of the situation that your parents had to have made to bring you about. They did not choose their birth in all mm -hmm. the situation that that landed onto them and back and back and back. You don't choose anything and all of those things and all of the many things you did not get to control lead to you the basically you don't have free will. It doesn't change so, how like in any situation you have to make a choice. You still have to act like you your choices matter. But on so the grand scheme of things. If you're born to a single mother in a poor neighborhood, you don't get to go to Harvard and you don't get to graduate. You don't get to become well, a lawyer. and Less likely you know, at least. Sure. Now we're talking about predisposition is different yes. than not having will. You're so, saying you do not ever at all make any choices for yourself is different than it's really fucking difficult to exceed your circumstances. So the child born to a single mother in a bad neighborhood that wants to go to Harvard, did the idea of wanting to go to Harvard really get born from them? Or was it given to them by their ambitious single mother who is working as hard as they can to give them a better life? Okay, but did mommy do their homework? I mean, they had to choose to adopt that dream and they had to choose to do their homework and they had to choose to make all of those things happen. Like what, what's the external factor that made that happen? Because that's what I'm doing. Like, obviously this is an edge case and obviously it's not super prevalent, right? It's, it's fairly reductive, but you kind of got to go to the extreme so you can paint the blacks and the whites clear enough so that you can see it which external factor squeezed them out of this poor background, poor neighborhood into Harvard? Which external factor drove that? Because you're saying they didn't get to choose, that none of their choices mattered because they don't have free will. So how did that happen? Like, that the, the choices as they appear to them, they're not just from that one person's brain. And even okay. if they were, your brain is affected by your genetics and whatnot. Well, so you're it, you're taking a step back though from nobody has free will to external factors drive most of your choices. Oh wait, right. oh I'm sorry, I use choice, which would imply free will. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, sure. I didn't get to decide to be born with two legs and two arms versus 83 tentacles. That wasn't a choice that I made. So yes, that impacts how I manipulate the world around me. The fact that my brain has evolved for 35 million years affects how I interact with the world. But once I got here, which of the external factors drove me to being in IT versus going to Harvard to become a lawyer versus you know, moving to Colorado to do, you know, whatever versus, you know, living in Florida versus Utah versus, you know, like, yes, there are external factors. I, I prefer to think of them in biological and physical terms as in their energy gradients, right? I'm predisposed to do one thing or over another, but that doesn't mean I didn't choose it. And that doesn't mean that I can't exceed those situations. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where free will comes in in the most clear sense right so like if yes, i literally was if i was born with 12 dollars to my name how would i ever possibly get into harvard right but it can and does happen you know so to me that's a clear instance of choice and it's not even just a choice you didn't just wake up and say i'm going to harvard that's years of fucking dedication man that's study that's you know getting the scholarships that's on and on and on which which external factor which which part of your environment drove you to do that you know. it's i mean it's it, it breaking social heritage it's it's hard i mean there's here you know there's here statistics that you know bad neighborhood or poor family yes. way less likely but it does happen and people do in the end and have free will if we accept the other premise there is not even much of a discussion right like this is 
and I, I agree with all of those things. That's why like social inequality, education inequality, things like that are big deals. That's why social programs are big deals for people because then you can equalize that shit because why should Jimmy or whoever, you know, be born in Jamina? I don't know what's a girl name off of Jimmy, but why, why should they be born to a bad family that they can't control? And that should hold them back just because, you know, bad social situations leading up to that. That's where social programs come in. But if you equalize that across, you know, that sort of thing, obviously it minimizes those factors that are holding you back. So I'm not saying that those things don't hold you back. I'm not saying that you're not disadvantaged. I'm saying it's possible to still do that. Yeah. I'm not even saying it's terribly common, but if you're saying there's no free will versus okay. that it's an exceedingly reductive I'm choice not saying that, that you are a robot. Matter, so. Okay. so it's not that you are a robot or that you have no ability to change your situation. Obviously, you have the ability to change your situation, but the idea to do certain things to change the situation, how much of that is born out of you and born out or born out of an accident that you cannot control? Either impressed upon you about something external or just because the synapses lined up correctly. How much of your ideas do you really get to control because you are being controlled by your ideas anyway? That's all we are, though. We are right. our ideas. That's yes. what a brain is. But when you have an epiphany, did you get to control that epiphany? Well, yes and no. You had the epiphany. You, the individual, had that epiphany, but it, you didn't necessarily sit down and say, said, I am going to have an epiphany. Right. So how do you like, People can talk about trying to be more creative about those things, and they're trying all of these options of, like i don't know here about crazy microdoms that's but the that's a very personality good point that's, a, that's actually try, a very good point the personality that you have to try to be adventurous to try to, all those different things did you get to choose that personality trait or was it something so, that was like but, uh, but you're, you're you trying to you're your trying to sap the choice because they're set in all of these environments that's like so you, so you sit down to a chessboard right and like, are the moves predetermined because of the rules of the game? Or do you get to choose what to do with the pieces while you're playing the game? The chess now, player's choice as they're level, playing still matters. But on the philosophical larger point, they it was much more inevitable that they were going to make those choices. But in that situation, you still have to choose, like th those choices still act like they matter. Okay. So do you or don't you get choice? That is, that is, you are saying there are no choices is still different than, well, really only had two or three choices because of 43 billion years leading up to narrowing the field to those three choices, which I still don't ascribe to. That's you why know? I always qualify it too. There's a difference between deterministic free will and true quote unquote free will. You cannot really ever do whatever you want at any given moment Sure, you can. In pre in, not in actuality, because you're never going to. I well, could turn well, this it, off right now and walk away. That would be. But you're not good. going to. Well, so, so I'm not going to because there's no show if it doesn't happen. Sorry, Ben. But I like, disagree. We could go on without you. Thank you very much. Okay. We have I'm Ben. Not so, here I'm not. Now. I'm not so sure. <laughs> right. Justin, <laughs> we're saying. Justin's kind of the star. <laughs> yeah, it's been that's lately. come up twice in the last couple of weeks. I don't see myself like that. That's your guys's predisposition to making those choices. That I feel like you're taking over while we weren't recording, and I enjoy well, it. Well, so it, look, here's, the, here's the thing: wait till if, next if he's week. taking it over, there's nothing he can do to stop it because it's it's completely deterministic. You see, well, uh, see, think about, think about yeah, it this he, way: there's you, no moral. If there's no free will, there's no moral responsibility for any of our actions. So, correct. I mean, what's there you go. So I, how, how, have, why should we chide Justin for this? You have the ability at any given moment, if you want to, to go into your drawer, take out a pair of scissors and cut off a finger, right? You're not going That's, to do that for right. obvious reasons. But even I'm not if in a Tarantino you movie, right? do that, the only reason you'd be doing it now is because I told you you couldn't. So you have <laughs> done it based on a deterministic choice. I told you you couldn't do it or you're but not going to do it. But even then, like if you if we look at it in the larger scale of bringing it into the the Dresden universe, and it's humanity has free will as a whole. So yes. to take the finger example, you have the free will to say that to to Benjamin, who then maybe to like put him on a path where he didn't really choose that much, but you still made a choice. And as well, I, to go back yeah. to the whole social inheritance we were talking about, is that much of that is based upon other humans, human factors, human choices. 
the whole world is shaped by the choices humans make, even if you, the individual, may not have as much choice as you might, you feel think you should have. Like humanity has choice. We have we have free will. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that anybody would deny that there's some amount of uh, dependency on physical reality in your preconditions, right? Uh, because Justin can determine to do anything, but he can't snap his fingers and suddenly be on Mars, right? There are certain physical limitations there. So the will is not free to express and actualize what it wants. No, I right mean, that in like the Dresden that. Files, that depends. If he's well, a wizard, sure, he sure, sure, probably sure. goes to the He can't go to Mars. <laughs> Maybe, we don't know, actually. With a, right. So that's an interesting difference with the, with the Dresden Files. There is absolutely the will... Uh, creating a reality or changing physical reality like that. Much more uh, flexibility. Much more flexibility, absolutely. So I don't think there's any question about that. But I think that the ultimate grounding of free will is not so much in uh, being able to choose good or evil, but in order being able to choose a highest good and in order to be able to be a, a hero, basically. Even though he's kind of the anti-hero, he's kind of the more has more moral ambiguity. He's what? definitely on this... Well, I, I think he, especially in the earlier novels, he's trying to be like the the, the gumshoe type, the, the morally troubled. He's chaotic good. He, he's like, I do right, what I but think he's is right. Good, but he's definitely good, and he's going to be heroic good. He's Even if he's chaotic good, he's going to be saving existence itself. Uh, uh, well, all created things anyway, all, all of the all the cosmos, all the magical world. He's going to be saving the world. At the end of the, the series, presumably. I mean, maybe Butcher will just turn it into a, a downer ending, but I don't see that happening. I, mean, I think there's definitely a theme of free will, <clears throat> and uh, I just got to think of what I want to say here for a second. Well, because it's much uh, more sharply contrasted with the main other people in the supernatural world with the fairies who mm-hmm. they can't lie, they must work within the framework of deals or within their own. Um, rules right. as opposed to a human who if they wanted to at any given moment could tell someone that they thought their dress was pretty even though they thought it was ugly a fake can't do that mm. right. but a freedom from those rules leads to a, a freedom from even being coherent right the uh when when you get infected you just you can do anything sort of but it's all it always kind of lessens your potency you're not able to accomplish anything particularly well, yeah, because you weren't There's a bunch of lies well, exactly. I so think it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit what you are. Like this whole Dresden is kind of, you know, he's kind of the the chosen, the chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. the cho- even though we haven't seen much chosen, we can one pretend he's not, but he's the chosen one. Yeah. He's the chosen one, and it's probably gonna. I don't know how Tim's gonna set it up, but in the BAT, it's gonna come down to like Dresden has to choose somehow between basically good or evil. Somehow, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of, it seems, of a Starborn, is you can go yeah. either way. They want to shape him for themselves, just like reality wants to shape him for he, the inside. But even even there, uh, Dresden fights evil because he sees evil. He wouldn't fight evil if he didn't see it. So there is a sense where even free will in the Dresden Files isn't purely uh, a libertarian free will. If anyone has a libertarian free will, it's the infected. Uh but I think the uh, do they what? No, hold on, no, they're yeah. they are they compelled. Yeah, yeah. Are they compelled? Is that? Well, I thought. Yeah, that, I, I think well, it's very. What it's what not very clear. What is not very clear? Her right? free will. Did she go to Hawaii and just chill on the beach, or did she go try to fuck up reality? That that's an agenda. <laughs> I suppose that's so that might be. Think of Aurora and think of Cat Sith. Aurora said, "All I wanted was the pain to stop." Very likely that she was being hurt in order to further their goals. No, not her pain. She, she had sympathy because of the balance and what it does but, to people. Yeah, yeah I she think was so, so confused when she died. That is like it, right it because really she would, while she was acting entirely out of her nature, she had no idea what the hell was going on. She shouldn't have I been able to do any of that. But she like what any fairy, especially one of the queens, should have understood the damage and how bad it was going to be. Unless she just didn't know anything about the outer gates. And maybe couldn't know. I don't know, but like it, it really implies to me that she was being compelled to do what in, the infection wanted. And the same thing okay. with Cat Sith. Maybe, maybe that, not. That's it's a, for sure. Really okay, it's for about. sure with Cat Sith for sure. We see him basically completely overridden and taken over, no free will whatsoever. 
in the other cases, it's it's more of it's in Nemesis's Nemesis's um, wheelhouse Nemesis. and more within keeping of their infiltrator method to highlight the portion of you that already wants this thing. Maeve is already disgruntled right. at her mother and what she has to do. This is something she wants, but she can't ever act upon it because of the, you know, preconceived conditions on her. I mean, my 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 hypothesis is that the more powerful the being, the less Nemesis can do. Yes, so for I example, with I think if, for example, Mab and Titania, as long as they have their eyes open, for all intents and purposes, can't really get infected. They could. And I but think, it would for example, with the massive, the ladies at best, what Nemesis was able to do was give them free will and then just knows that they will go in the direction that I, will help Nemesis. So I don't, I wouldn't, I want to stray away from the free will as far as Nemesis can, is concerned because I don't think Give them right. the ability think, to choose. I okay. think it allowed them to act against their nature is not the same thing as making choices or free will per se. Isn't for it? example, ah. for example, Maeve has shirked her duties for how many centuries before Molly takes over in, uh, cold case right it so, says 150 years of backlog right so mave obviously is not part was of the, making a choice to thwart mab's will on some level now how right. much she's able to do and why like why was she not able to attack demon reach or was she just completely not interested in in it at all until she got an but that's because... not all it did for her it allowed her to lie Okay, so it allowed her to act against her nature, but there's nothing necessarily suggesting she's actually in the driver's seat at that point. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, like where do we is, see yeah. Maeve come through other than she's got mommy issues? Okay, whatever. But we already oh, sister issues. You know, we yeah, already had that. Like, I would say her behavior yeah. was definitely it was. It didn't seem like an entity controlling Maeve, like the way he did it with like Cat Sith. They, but Dresden kind of broke that down for us, I guess. Right. But. Still, it's it felt like it was the individual because like there was all the mummy issues. Would Nemesis really pretend that? Yeah, it's more like the training wheels came off and Maeve didn't know how to ride the bicycle. So of course she went down the path that they expected her to. But it wasn't like point for point. We want you to do this. It was like pointing her in the direction they knew she would inevitably go. I mean, this is something I would love to add. Like when I know we're gonna have Jim on again, and I know he probably can't answer this the next time he comes on because we didn't. Like well, I don't know when put it out we'll, there like that. Like, ask him. <laughs> but like at some point, once we've gotten like past Nemesis point and like the most things have been answered, if it hasn't been answered in the books, I would love to know like his thoughts on the mechanics of it. On free will. Uh, on the whole, like, for example, did he intend for, like, for, we see how Cat Sith is, like, can be completely taken over, and 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 Harry kind of breaks down why he's not himself, Cat Sith, like, oh, you're Cat Sith with a, whatever. Uh, but the way the scene was with was with Maeve was way, felt way more like it was actually Maeve who'd just been given the ability to choose. Like, there wasn't right. a nemesis right. to take over, like, it took over Cat Sith. Right. And I, I think that I think the difference, it. I think the difference is applies to Nemesis is a different interpretation of the text rather than a different interpretation of what free will is, because uh, I think we all agree that a, a purely libertarian free will would, by definition, just be a radical freedom of uh, making choices. But mm-hmm. I, I, so I, I just I understood Maeve when I made the comment. I understood Maeve to be, as she says, um, free to resist, free to act against uh, what her duties are. And I think that is maybe a better model of what free will actually is, uh, because you do see uh, a, a whole world around you, and you look for good around it, and you choose a good. Uh, so, and what whatever you identify as good, and I think this really gets to uh, the main storywriting conceit of the Dresden Files that the even the villain is the hero of his own story. Everyone chooses good as he sees it. Uh, and I, I think, think Demas, for example, thinks he's a good guy. <clears throat> And I think that's the model of free will that I think is defensible because I don't think a radical free will is defensible, but I don't think a, de- a determinism which removes all moral responsibility is particularly defensible either. Radical well, not anything, for the, not for the humans in the Dresden Files, anyway. For the, oh, that's for sure, for sure. stuff. Yeah, radical anything is rarely defendable. Like taking anything to an extreme is rarely something good, right? Yeah. So I, I think uh, as far as free will, hey, it's more extremism of extremism bad. I, I see free will as more of a, a consent to the good 
you see what is good and you might see something good and then say, no, I'm going to choose a different good or a higher good or what I see is a better good. Um, and I think so, that's more of the... Uh, so you keep hmm. talking about free will is, is the ability to choose the good, right? But I mean, obviously there isn't just good in the world. So you, other than, you know, we Nicodemus thinks that what he's doing is choosing the best good. How do you explain the murder and the typical general well, naughtiness? Yeah. You know, like they're that's obviously choosing that. That's just it. It's uh, it's a good in, uh, for lack of a better term, it's good in a relative sense. It's what you see as good, uh, uh, a, a personal fulfillment or something like that. Um, there are outlier cases, right? There rather are... than rather than an absolute good, because obviously, even in the Dresden Files, if everyone chose the absolute good, then in the Dresden Files, the White God is the absolute good, and then would just be hunky dory and in harmony. In the but I don't think anybody chooses the absolute good necessarily except maybe the carpenters um yeah i think there's a there's a difference of opinion about what is good among those beings who have free will yes differences of opinion that's probably yes. the important <laughs> bit <laughs> wouldn't opinion imply free will though it would would it, it would would it well, yeah, I think so, so let's take, for example, you know, a, a winter and a summer court. They're going to make different choices based off of their different opinions. So wouldn't that imply? Well, well I mean, again, it's more nature than will. opinions, right? Or am I wrong about that? that the courts are both here talking at the same time. The, the, the courts, it would be more, it, it's more nature than opinions. They are programmed to be a certain way. Maybe. They can't Even form that, a whether Can they, they form a the, different opinion? Can they be like, oh man, you know? I I think the more important aspect is whether or not they can. It's whether or not they can act on it. If you think a thing, you know, that's great. But if you don't do it because you can't do it because you're literally unable to, you know, they can think they want to lie, but they can't actually lie. Mm -hmm. So Molly, if, they, if you can't actually try. do it, the, the opinion itself is irrelevant because you can't do it. Molly tried just speaking straight, like telling the truth and yes. what came and then, out was roundabout. Right. But yeah. is does that limit her free like so let let me rephrase. It it's a limitation on her free will is not the same as removing her free will because yes. again Maeve is rebellious. Maeve has shirked her duties. Molly can be more clever than the rule sets that she's been given and she can come about it anyway. We saw the same thing with Lily and Fix, right? They were specifically given their restrictions. They couldn't tell Dresden specific things at least twice throughout the, uh, throughout the story. It's not the same thing as still not having the will, right? If I put you in handcuffs, that restricts your mobility and that restricts certain actions that you can do, but that doesn't mean that you're not still you know, striving against that restraint, right? So right. again, which one of those is the actual free will and the limitation of choice, you know, versus... I would say the ability to do the thing because what, a limitation is by its nature restricting your free will, therefore making it non-true, non-complete, un, unattainable in all things being equal. I mean, if she has to go around about being clever to do it, that means she literally does not have the option to do it the way she wanted. So it's not a free will choice. She may be able to get the same general result, but it's still not free will. The whole idea around Molly, like Molly didn't even choose to have the mantle, which like really- well, She didn't choose to have magic powers either. Mm. They go over or, that. The end of the she, she could well, have chosen she does, to not pick them up. She could have chosen to not, like once she gets it, you can like put it aside, right? Right. There's a potential I mean, for her. And you see on the you, you see in the in the soul gaze. There's a number of potential options that she could have been. That she chooses. Uh, she chooses one of them, though. Of course, the, another choice gets foisted on her. So right. does she choose, or does she go with what Dresden's trying to shape her to be? Well. Mm -hmm. No, because yeah, she, that's, she, that's an argument to make. She had the power. She chose to use it. She chose to be a warlock. Dresden chose to save her fucking life because he knows how that's going to go down. Dresden did for her what Ebenezer did for Dresden at the end of the day. 
And really, I don't even think Dresden ever chose to be a warlock as much as, you know, that keeps coming up in the narrative and everything. Like, Dresden's situation was self-defense. I get it. He's walking the thin line, blah, blah, blah. He's on the edge of being a warlock. Self-defense is self-defense. Yeah, <laughs> You know, like, uh, you know, he chose to use his magic to defend himself instead of getting a 45 or something. But at the same, at the same time, you know, it, it's more about self-defense than it was he just flew off the handle whereas molly was like actively manipulating people's minds right on the one hand like she had good intentions quote unquote so she was trying to save them so it was mostly benign but it was the fact that once she got a taste of that that was the easy button you know if you want to go back you know what shit it's been 20 or 30 years right if you want to go to buffy and see how willow does it magic becomes the remedy mm. for everything that's a big part of the warlock story i have a hammer everything's a nail that sort of situation molly was no longer interested in therapy she wasn't interested in talking to her friends she wasn't interested in um you know uh what's rehab you know or anything like that everything became you've got a problem i can get in your brain and fix it that's the warlock slippery slope right so you know like yeah i mean she made her choices and stuff but to be like oh well molly's the way she is because dresden wanted it to be i don't i don't ascribe to that that's, that's no ridiculous. but it's not like it's not again it's not a it, it is a factor molly is the way she is and got into the place she is because the guy who she looked up to and trusted set her on a certain path or helped set her on a certain path based on the choices she had already made. I think she wanted to follow in his footsteps as much as anything. Like think about the 14 year old training bra Molly versus the, you know, 17, 18 year old, I have warlock powers Molly. At no point did Dresden even so much as suggest she should do anything with her powers. In fact, does he even realize that she's got any before proven guilty? So how are any of those choices his responsibility or his no, after the fact. leading up we to were, that? This, this Obviously, with, after uh, the with, fact. With the, her getting the mantle. And how that wasn't and, a free will choice. Because yes, it wasn't, but she put herself in that situation, yada, yada, yada. Sure. You know, and at that point, I mean, that decision was made again and proven guilty in the, the fact that the master apprentice, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. So... But I, yeah, and, and even still, the fact that she's the winter lady is not really his thing other than by adjacency because she dealt with Leah who yeah. took over Vassal Harry took himself because... out. Leah had to fill in as she is supposed to as the godmother. Right. And so she developed the relationship with Molly that Mab needed for Molly to be prepared. So because... really this is 16 year old Dresden's fault for making a deal with Leah so it's Margaret's fault ago, for making you know. a deal with Leah, making Leah <laughs> and see, back and back and back and back. back. Yes. And whatever Margaret learned and how she learned it and all of those, the, all of this is culminating. But again, predisposed doesn't mean it made the choice. Okay. Harry didn't need to ever make a deal with Leah. He didn't need to make it in grave peril when so, he fucking knew better. He didn't need to do it when he was 16. That's where yes, and the at choice every point, these choices are probably branching off just like mirror mirror because he made a choice right. in grave peril and a branch and, and a lot of times this is how people like to think of the many worlds idea anyway but right. the importance i think of humanity's ability to make choices more or less in free will i think is part of the reason why the fairies are so human anyway because they need to be able to balance all of their restrictions and duties, obligations, debts, in a way that still makes sense. Mab has to carry around a debt to Nicodemus for a thousand years to be able to set up skin game. She Did she know a thousand years ago that's what she was gonna do? Probably not, but it's the, the uh, humanity's sort of ability to make choices of how to handle things that I think the fairies need to be able to do it. She's, Mab still has the free will to choose how she executes a debt. And I think that's what she needed out of Molly. It's the same thing that what she wanted uh, from Dresden is that you need to be able to question things, fight against anything, but also do exactly what I need you to do. And that's why she wanted him as her knight. And the same thing that she needs out of the winter lady is someone who can handle all of the restrictions and still get the job done. And that you need choice to balance those. 
Didn't expect yeah. silence out of that. <laughs> I was I'm trying to find the quote and I don't want to butcher it, but I mean it it's the idea ah, that butcher. you know you you, <laughs> you are born into your circumstances, but you know, it's I, I think I'm putting it together as I'm getting it right. It's the it's the classic quote about greatness. Uh, you know, some some choose greatness and some have it thrust upon them. Like some, everybody is born to circumstance, but what you do with the circumstance, that's where the choices and the free will come in. So again, yes, there is some determinism. There is some things that are outside of your control. I, you know, I can't just, I am not a being of pure will that I can decide to go beyond Mars because I thought it. That's not what we're talking about with free will. And in most cases, I don't think that's what actually qualifies. That's omnipotence. And then you get omniscience where it's just, you know, everything, right? But free will is the sense that, you know, I can, I can move about within my circumstances and I can change them where I can. You know, I got born into some circumstances. I might be predisposed to making some choices is still not the same as being forced into that and having no choice whatsoever. You know, it's, uh, you know, shit. Uh, let's let's take a, a somewhat benign example. The Kobayashi Maru. Let's be nerds for a second. It's a Star Trek personality test. It's a, a test of leadership and character. And basically the idea is that you are the captain of a starship and there's a distress signal of a ship in the, uh, in the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. You don't get to go in there and save those people. That's illegal. That's against the law. So what are your options in that case? You've got a distress signal. There's 200 civilians trapped in the DMZ. Do you violate treaty and probably get blown up, which is what most cadets choose? Do you sit there and just watch them die? Or do you cheat in, in Kirk's example and pick a third option that was not there? You know, he hacked the scenario, for example. So again, you are presented with a scenario. You know, Let's take a simpler thing. You've got a table with three tools on it and you've got to choose one of these tools, or do you make something else? Like you're predisposed because these are the options set in front of you, but with some creativity and some other things, can you pick something else, you know? So for Kobayashi Maru, your options are to sit there and watch 200 civilians die or charge across the, the DMZ and get shot down by the enemy or cheat. That option wasn't on the table, but that doesn't mean that option wasn't available out in the universe. You know, that's what I'm saying about free choice. Like, obviously, two of those choices are predetermined. They're set there for you. You're predisposed to it. But that doesn't mean that those are the only options you have. It's, it's the same thing with being poor, right? Like, uh, I'm sorry if this is a little on the nose, but it's like, so you're, you're poor. Your options are work your nine to five for seven bucks an hour at McDonald's or crime. But that doesn't mean that every single person in that situation is always going to choose one of those two things. And some people may try to get out of their circumstances and they may fail and they may wind up with one of the two choices anyway. Some other people may try for the Harvard thing and they succeed and now they're lawyers. There is a myriad of different possibilities here. But every kid who's put in that same situation isn't just predetermined, isn't just like, well, shit, kid, you got you got a bum draw, you know, the, this is what the cards you've got. So, you know, there's no way out. I, that's what I'm arguing, right? There is okay. choice. There is other circumstances there. It's obviously infinitely more complex than this. Does somebody come along and take advantage of your situation? Does somebody come along and make your situation better? You know, there, we could get into concepts about uplift and uh, social and economic programs and on and on and on. But what we're talking about is choice. And when you sit there and tell me there's no free will, I, that's a non-starter. You know? So to explain more of what I was meaning uh, in your example, if I, if I have only two options and both are shitty and I'm in a shitty situation, if I can think of a third option, then I have more free will. I can choose more of them. But if I never think of that third or fourth or fifth option because they just don't come to me, I don't have those epiphanies, Mm -hmm. I don't have those choices. And someone can point out later, it's like, why didn't you do this thing that would have been helpful? It's like, because I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was possible. Even if I should have had all the pieces, if I can't put them together, right. they're not options. So what, 
I guess part of what I'm having a tough time with right now is what is epiphany to you? Because do we talk about it in the Dresden sense and we open this up to the fact that maybe an angel put the idea in your head? Is that an epiphany? Or is it just, it's like a sixth sense and you see a jigsaw puzzle and you just happen to put the two pieces together right the first time? Is it luck or is it, you know, divine interaction? Is it something bubbling up from the quantum foam? Like epiphany is not, like, I understand the idea of it, right? It's an idea from nowhere, but how do you quantify that? How do you define it, you know? When I was- oh, I would say it mm -hmm. goes, it, it, take your Kirk example. Kirk is the outlier in the sense that he does the different thing than 99% of what people are gonna do, right? Sure. But you could make the argument that of course, Kirk is gonna find a third way because that's his personality. That's how, that's his, his upbringing, his, his experiences have shaped him in this way. Like the hero that's presented with the trolley problem choice, save one or save five, and then saves them all because they refuse to play by the villain's game. They've right. been shaped to do it that way. But even those people have come to that conclusion based on a, their own moral code, their own upbringing, their own choices, their own framework for things. So it's not, again, I, I think that big hang up here is the macro view of, yes, you can do whatever you want versus the micro view of, but it's always influenced by something, which is at least where I, where I skew it towards is there's always, and so you, saying you have free will, it's like, so it's like 99, I would agree with you. It's like 99.7%. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but really if even there's that 0.3% of a f influence, it's not, it's not true free will. There's always oh, something. Oh, yeah, right, right. See, I'm, gonna be I'm the opposite for it. Even if 99.7% of your thing is constrained, if there is a 0.3% chance that you are making a different choice, that's free will. That's what I'm saying, right? That if you're saying there's never free will, even if it's only 0.3% of the time you get to make a different choice, that counts. That, right? well, I, that's You're talking about an absolute, and I'm talking about the wiggle room. That's why I try and qualify it by factoring in the wiggle room to say it's not true free will. It's not the ability, really, to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, because somehow, some way, you've always been shaped to make that choice. Whether but even again, if it's the third choice that didn't exist, the you personally have free been. will. That's the difference between free will and on omnipotence again, because again, like how, f who, like that's your concept of free will because I can't just blink and be on the moon. I don't have free no, will. Forget, forget even the ability to fly around like Superman and go wherever you want. Just in general, as you're sitting here during your daily life, if you're presented with the ability to do two different things, as the director said, if you, you're, you're either going to do one of those two things or you're going to have had experiences that allow you to think of a third thing or a fourth thing or a fifth thing. The ability... Or powers or abilities, yeah. Right. So you, all humans sitting there technically have the ability to do those third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh things. Most, not all, depending on the situation, are going to be able to do it. And so even the people that are able to do it are going to be able to do it for various reasons. So it's like the, you know, you have the ability, technically speaking, to walk through any door you want, but not everybody has the same keys or some people are only going to use certain keys because of this reason or that reason or, you know, it's, it's a little less of a, um, yes, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And well, you can, but you're really going to do it for this reason. Yeah, but just because that's the case doesn't mean it's not free will, right? Just because you choose to take the easy path or the hard one, like, that's still well, choice. Yeah. Right, well, but you're choosing, choice. like, if I yeah. choose to go against my own character, I like, tend to be the person who's laid back and easy and I want to do path of least resistance. If I choose to then assert myself and put some effort in, why am I doing that? Yes, I have the ability to do it whenever I want, but it's also because I'm like, well, I want to change this because this is what these things have done for me in the past. So now I'm actively deciding I no longer want to follow that path because of the experiences I've already had. It's not I just woke up one day and said, ah, yes, I'm doing that now because I could. 
it's always informed by something. Yeah, but it's like okay, it's like how it's how Uriel points out to Harry that even though it can seem like you don't have a choice or it's really easy to do what Mab wants, you always have a choice. You have free will. You have the ability to choose to not. It's gonna have consequences, but well, you have a choice. Right. I think that's that's one of the essential points here. Is I don't know that free will really relies on the number of available choices, uh, Kobayashi Maru style. There's this, this, or the clever third option. And if you ever get into the extended universe stuff, that the, every single crew member on the original series, Enterprise, had a clever solution to Kobayashi Maru, and it's dreadful. But um, <laughs> that's why they're all captains on the same bridge. So. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I think the the issue isn't whether you go into the neutral zone, whether you choose option A or option B, or have think of a third. I think that you have an option A or option B is where the question of free will lies. And even even there, I think really the question is option A or not A, right? Where it's not do this or do another thing. It's do you do this or do you resist to do this? And I think in that there is the freedom of, uh, of will, of, of choosing something. So even you, I think free will could be seen as an, uh, uh, as simple acceptance or rejection of what you see around you to some degree, and then allowing that to influence your further actions. And I think if we isolate free will to that little phenomenon, we don't even need to get into questions of how many other choices are there. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I reject your reality and substitute my own. So, <laughs> right. I mean, that's what you're saying, right? You are presented with the circumstances. Hey, sorry, Jack Sparrow, let's be a nerd for a second. There are, there are only two things that <laughs> you need to do. There are only two things second. you need to do. You could either you could either deal with it or you can't, you know? And that's so that's what you're saying is is uh, free will then, right? You're presented with these circumstances. You either deal with them or you don't mm -hmm. but i mean because to me yeah again free will the main component is choice so at any point you are given a choice even if there are only three of them or you think of the magical fourth one it's right. still free will like i mean uh, yeah right baby baby's crying net diaper needs change you either change the diaper or you don't right yeah, that, that's not really <laughs> it's not really option a, option b it's uh, one and the opposite you know uh you either do the 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 duty that's before you, uh, yeah. duty, uh, nice, or you don't. Changing diaper, uh, that's probably a duty. <laughs> well, we're grown ups here. It, it should be. You chose that. Sure, professional you know. podcast. But we know for a fact. Right, exactly. But you chose. You chose to have the sexy time, and then you get pregnant, and then you get the baby born, then you get diapers to change. So. In a, in a sense, the the current choice that you have was determined by previous choices or I mean, by previous. I don't think anyone would deny that the choices are like you have to make now are often based upon choices you made earlier. Right, and so, so you are determining your own choices. You're true. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to pivot the conversation because I think there's another thing to consider mm -hmm. that I didn't think of until I was just. I, a big part of these kinds of debates is settling on a definition, right? And one of my go-tos is usually we can we can acknowledge in the English language, hey, guess what? We got a dictionary to help us start with a definition. It doesn't always settle the philosophical nature of the thing, but what what I've got here is uh, free will is the power of acting without the constraint of necessity or fate. So again, I think that's a, an important thing to, to discuss here. So when we're talking about these determiners and we're talking about these, these predispositions, are you fated to make these choices or are they just the summation of choices that have, have brought you here? And what's the nature of fate and how it relates to your free will? You know, so because again, fate kind of becomes an external factor, especially if we go mythological here, there's literally a being of fate making you choose the things or laying the road out before you that you can do nothing but proceed down you're on rails you know to to borrow a, a a term you know so how much does that factor into it versus just having narrowing choices to me is not sufficient to remove your free will make sense and i programmed you to think that you programmed me to think that rick and morty god damn it ah uh, i see 
Is that the 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 baby? <laughs> Wrong, the... Wrong show. Is that the Ocean's Eleven episode? Yes, the, oh, you yeah. son of a bitch. I'm in. Like you, yes, you, yes. Justin, you made that reference before, so I figured. Yeah, I know, but I <sighs> collect memes. I don't necessarily know all the references. <laughs> that that one, unfortunately, I haven't seen that episode. So mm-hmm. I've seen that. Episode. I know that means peace among worlds. I have seen <laughs> we that. Just episode. get demonetized. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I is Whatever. is there a limitation on how many finger points? So, I have so no idea. director, were you exercising free will there, or were you predisposed to flip? Probably me off predisposed to start cussing, <laughs> because my mother taught me how to cuss. Why well, uh, would you choose choose that? That's that's weird. People don't usually that de- choose that. That definition is pretty interesting. Uh, the definition is pretty interesting because it means that uh, you could choose to always act with predisposition. And even if literally everybody chose to act with predisposition, the act of choosing creates the space of free will, even if you never actually choose against your predisposition. Right. I so mean, that's, that's even that's even an even smaller claim, which is even harder to prove. Right. Or disprove, especially. I mean, it. so to me more importantly taking the the statement that you had that your your mom taught you to cuss right so now you're predisposed to cuss i mean if that's the case then you know yeah well you then you can get into other fun arguments like say the mormons because you know spent too much time living in zion there but you know you get free will at eight because that's the magical number they came up with right so up to that point you don't none of your choices matter for anything and you don't actually Wait, you, you get can't. free will at eight sort of i'm i'm oversimplifying chill out like we don't have enough time to cover the entire thing but at what point so at what point do you get educated enough to actually make free will and at what point are you just predisposed because you're a baby i mean my baby is he making choices or is he acting out you know things that he's seen me do and or he can't is he even say words on yet. his genetic predisposition and the fact that he may not have the ability to make cognitive choices, but you've already commented on like how this behavior is different we, than the other child. If we accept that right. premise, it's no free will and there's no like, I don't like that. Well, I mean, let's face it, nobody's ever done learning. Nobody's ever learned everything. So if we go by that definition, then yeah, you never have it because you can never attain perfect knowledge in any situation, even things you're experts Which- on which is why it kind of goes back to the idea, like while all of these things help, right? While the fact that I am a academy trained Starfleet officer helps me see additional ideas. If I can't hack said computer program, I'm never gonna be able to cheat it, right? That still doesn't preclude my free will. It just puts, it just closes one door on it, right? Like that's so again, does education factor into it? It opens up additional avenues, but it doesn't actually change your choice because at the end of the day, the definition is, do I get to choose or is it made for me by fate? Is it predetermined? Not, oh, well, shit, I can only go left or right because there's a fork in the road. Or literally there is no fork because it is predetermined. Everything else is an illusion, you know, like that's what we're talking about. That's free will. All of this other stuff, I think, is muddying the waters. Is Dresden starborn because his mom made him and because Dumorn, you know, refined it and because Rashid didn't murder him when he was stuck in a tree after fighting a unicorn? Or so, so did those choices make him or was there never any choice? And as soon as the white god kicked off the little second hand, the little metronome on the universe, and it just started ticking away, it's just going to go to completion. How predetermined are we talking here? How how much fate does it matter? Right. So, so in Dresden, we have examples of that it's not all predetermined, like uh, the warrior, right? When Harry is in, like, hanging out with Michael and then Alicia gets kidnapped and whatnot, there's all these different little things that he does that makes the people around him get better. Like there was a girl being abused by her father and when he commented on it, her mother finally had the understanding of that's what's happening and she's right. able to leave and, and make their lives better. So Uriel and all of the people like Uriel can meddle to do whatever it is that they want it to do. Maybe Uriel doesn't have free will because he has to say, uh, he has to do those good things. He has to try to influence someone like Dresden to 
make those choices that make other things better. But he's Uriel is one track focus. Maybe the but same Uriel thing with the didn't Fallen. Influence any of that, right? Uriel didn't make Dresden do any of those things. Dresden did them. I haven't read that story in a long time, but I thought he might have put Dresden in the position a little bit more than just he happened to be there. He kind of put Dresden on the path, and Dresden did all those things on his own. Mm-hmm. But Uriel, and knew Uriel that would do that. Uriel knew Dresden would do that. Right, and then there's like could have chosen revealed in to. Ghost Story uh, that the fallen was worth seven words. Uh huh. So the because the fallen act, meddled with his free will. The the fallen For example, entered in an epiphany that made him yeah. go on a different path. Right. They they closed a door to Dresden that he might have otherwise picked. Yeah. For example, so, there was a fork in the road. And then they cut off one of those. They put a tree over the cross of it. And he's like, well, shit, I guess I better go this way then. And he should have picked a third option. But does that mean that he was fated to do it? Or they meddled with his free will? In in the Dresden verse, I don't know. They meddled with his free will, which is why Uriel's able to come back and say, actually, here's seven words for you. Right. And it could be that in another dimension, they didn't do it. And he did the Dark Hollow instead. You know, like I can't wait to see Vampire Dark Hollow Dresden. I'm so pumped. Mm. So, I mean, come on, dude. He he's gonna fight a Titan, (laughs) and then he's gonna kick his own ass because the only guy who is more dangerous than a Titan that we can think to fight next is Harry fucking Dresden. (laughs) So (laughs) he's not really gonna pound for pound fight a Titan. He's gonna use some chicanery and have help and pull out a last ditch effort and accidentally stab her in the right spot. (laughs) It's it's literally Avengers Endgame. He's going to open up portals yeah. to all these points. <laughs> and, and, and all the signatories be, come through. And then Thomas is going to be on your left. And then, you know. Well, yeah, because he's going to be a body. <laughs> Reality assemble. Right. That You know what? Yeah, sure, for the big end. And one. I mean, come on. How perfect is it that he's fighting a mad titan? Come on. Like, it writes itself. We don't know that she's mad. She could just be, you know, very angry. She could, she could just be miffed. She could be perturbed. Are you saying she that very she happy. chose? She chose to destroy Chicago for no reason, or she was predisposed to? Depends on the site. Some of them are a little more in control of their emotions than others, and it depends how much time she's been spending in the sea because that'll make anyone cranky just living in salt water. <laughs> Titans are predisposed to rust. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, if you're going to go that, then, you know, we we could talk about, yeah, we could talk about the free will and, you know, the Titan was literally forced into the ocean. So, you know, that's somebody enacting their will over yours still doesn't remove your will, right? Like the handcuff example. I don't know, doesn't it? If you get forced into jail, you don't really have free will anymore. Well, you have free you will want, within you your within your means. So, but that's not real free will. That's no. a restriction. So, what are you defining as free will? Because this is where we get back into the omnipotence I know, thing. Because so, I actually like the definition, uh, the Oxford definition, as you said. But it always gets expanded beyond that. It always gets pushed to like unbridled anything, anytime, anywhere. Not even factoring in. I can blink myself and, to Mars. I'm just talking about that you can literally do whatever. You can walk in the middle of the street and not get hit by a car, and I'm, I'm, you know, wherever you go. So, I mean, let's take another example. I can't remember exactly which country it is, right? But there, there are countries that won't pr- prosecute or add years to your ser- sentence for mm. escaping jail because it's in human nature. Yeah, it's right. like somewhere in the South America. So that. Again, just because you were handcuffed or just because you were in prison didn't remove your free will. It just limited your choices. Are they considering your choices but to that's escape one av- you're, you're, free will? Because they're, they're saying that it's part just of human nature. Just because you can choose to escape doesn't then mean, A, you're not going back to jail. You just won't get extra time. And B, that doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. You can't escape and then leave the country because you don't have the resources. You can't escape and then go by 
a gun. You can't escape and then have an expectation of just living a normal life wherever you go. You can't escape and blink yourself to Mars, but none of those things limit your free choices though, right? You're still able to choose within, choose within your means. Are you? What if you can't escape? I want to escape, okay. but I can't do it. I don't have the brain power to come up with a plan. Then you can't. You, you can't scratch your nose with your 34th tentacle. That doesn't mean that you don't have other But choices. one of those doesn't exist, and you have already given me the avenue that the other, the third, the fourth, the fifth choice always exists. The ability to choose all, always exists. That's the point. That's the argument, right? Do you have the ability to choose ever, or is you the choice the made for you? You have the ability to choose, but you may not have as much of a not predisposed, not pre-influenced as you think you do. Your choices still matter and you are still held accountable for them. But it could be that someone from outside can see like you have made, uh, you've always chosen the right hand path every single time. So when you come up a part of fork, it's like, doesn't even seem like it's a choice. You always go to the right hand path. Which is the bad choice, the left-handed path or the right-handed path? There's like- According to Inez, it was the left-handed path. That was just an accident. Yeah. I just oh, thought it's just a statue. What does she know? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she secretly mad? She was mad as proxy. Whether or not she was actually mad speaking through her is a different argument. Um, I don't like it better. I'm pretty sure Inez was her own being, and she was just there as Mab's proxy to try and force Harry down the uh, the monster path. But. Some people will argue it was actually Mab, I'm sure. Do you like those those uh, arguments? No, I think she's her own being. I think she was there to set Harry again into a certain mindset, the one that favors Mab, certainly. But I'm pretty sure she was her own being. Otherwise, there's no reason for her and Deadbeat to be roaming around and her statue to be gone if she's not her own thing, unless you can tell me Mab was just doing that for the hell of it one random Halloween. I mean, why not? So <laughs> they are supposed to put on masks and run around, right? That's the whole point of Halloween. So, yeah, but she's and as like, a she, you know, she's literally she still has I mean, shit she's got to do. I'm pretty sure she's yeah, she does. Uh, she had Leah as a she sickle at that time. I would like her to be focused on Leah and not shenanigans yeah, i don't i don't think she's randomly yeah, running around a stat, uh, as a statue so that harry could comment offhandedly on it but then also show up as herself later on but she might not have had a, a choice because that's her nature right so yeah she, her yeah that, but that's what i'm saying like if if halloween every, everybody's supposed to come to the earth and start running around and that's the reason why we've got to hide under our masks and costumes then that might just be one of the yeah, like paying the rent <laughs> for the supernatural. You have to. There is no like. I would love to not eat, but since I can't transcend space and time and just you know subsist on Mountain Dew, not you know like the beverage, but you know, so. I, I don't know that it's the have to so much as you, you have more flexibility because you can add and subtract from your self. Like I mean, when Mab shows up, she shows up as her. When your Earl King shows up, he shows up as him. The only one that's really in a mask is Kringle. And yeah, there's a reason for that. But even that mask is something that's already tied into his mythos as historical Odin. Um, so yeah, you can wear masks and you can do this and you can do that. But I don't think it's like if Halloween's around, you have to show up as someone else or you're, it's just advantageous because you don't want people. I mean, that's what they had the conversation. You don't know who's behind the mask. It could be something you really don't want to mess with. Right. Fair enough. We are at an hour. Well, if we would like to continue arguing. <laughs> well, you know it. <laughs> so we'll let, we'll let Justin decide for us because he's got free will. Oh boy. It starts to make sense why I'm suddenly the showrunner then since I'm the only <laughs> one with free will around here. <laughs> you can make the choices to lead us to success. Yes. We believe in you. I'm Pick the I'm fourth a, choice. I'm going to do some Captain Kirk meets Picard here. Ben, take us out. Okay. <laughs> this has been the Dresden Files podcast brought to you by director Alex, showrunner Justin, announcer Benjamin, and flavor commentator Jacob, and mascot Andreas. <laughs> <laughs>
I was going to say, and, uh, I like how you didn't even want to include the European in that. It's very... <laughs> An unpaid intern, Andreas. What? Wave to us, Andreas. Uh, check out all the other podcasts. I'm doing something to you, that's for sure right now. <laughs> Do you want to get especially demonetized? Do all the other podcasts, like uh, the other one from the Dresden Files people. Called While we While weren't we recording. recording. Yes. So if well, you uh, want to hear this conversation go off the rails even more, would we stop recording it? We just actually record it next time. Next week. <laughs> yeah, next week. Uh, and <laughs> that's an argument that's been five years coming. Oh yeah. Get the whiteboard. We're, we're about we're writing why we're talking about why the Marvel movies aren't any good or why they are good. Well, one of us is arguing. Some of us are talking why about why they're good. good. Some of us yeah. are <laughs> that's how why some it's of an us argument. talking about some why of us are wrong. Yeah. Why yeah. they're good and some are wrong. Yeah. yeah. So check that out next week on the Dresden Files, not Dresden Files podcast. Oh, <laughs> while we don't, weren't recording. Don't forget to check out our Drive Through RPG link. Oh, you yes. gotta buy your Dungeons and Dragons or other RPG shenanigans. And also, give us money on Patreon. 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 Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. On Patreon.com/slash <laughs> And shout out to all the wonderful commentators in the chat. Check out our chat when we broadcast because it's got good people talking. Good job, good people. We have a chat. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we only know every six months when Ben comes back to let us yeah, know. I, 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 inter- I interact with them sometimes, but mostly I forget to open up YouTube and look at it. Well, yeah, that's I'm not surprised. <laughs>